what if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too ridiculous or weird in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We are your hosts, Megan Tulatoa. And Miss Suzanne Stoffer, who is in the co-pilot seat today. How's hello, everybody hello. doing? <laughs> um, I we're going to be talking about creation. Hopefully, you guys have seen our Santa Claus picture in the middle of August. We thought that would be pretty fun. <laughs> I think people are just confused. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that fat red dude in a suit doing with the barn <laughs> in August? On Facebook. <laughs> hey, we gotta change it up, you know. Like we're we're trying to shock and awe people. I think I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wonder how successful we were. I, I don't know. We'll <laughs> so, so one of the things we were thinking about in, in talking about the show was, um, you know, wh why do we lose that magic of creation? Why do all of a sudden, like, we go from knowing that anything is possible to, like, oh, I can't create that. I'm not Oprah. I'm not, you know, Taylor Swift. I'm not whoever. And so, like, we kind of lose that knowing about that this really is an ask and, and receive universe. And I think part of that happens. I think that you know, in, in the myths that we have as children, like the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and stuff like that, it's like as soon as we find out that that's not true, poof, it's all done, right? And um, I think that the reason kids believe in those kind of things is because it there's a truth there. There's an energetic truth in this whole, like, you know, put your things you want on a list and it gets... Um, and Suzanne, you had it like I, I think your Christmas story actually is a pretty significant one um, in terms of what your parents were able to do and and all that. And I think it's, it would be a great way to launch the show. Yeah, awesome. So I grew up with eight brothers and sisters, and my dad, at his peak of his career, made forty thousand dollars a year. So um, we were super poor, um, and it, you know what was a what was amazing is that my parents somehow created the most magical Christmas every Christmas. Um, and it was so magical that I actually believed in Santa Claus until I was like almost 14 years old. <laughs> so when I, when I tell people that, they're, just, away. <laughs> they're like, they think I'm like this gullible or whatever. I don't know. They're just like, really? Like, how is that even possible? But I have to tell you that I knew as a kid, I was just absolutely 
when people even would say to me, you know, Santa Claus isn't real, and I would be like, no, you're that's not true, because there is no way that my parents could uh, afford or create the kind of magic that was Christmas every year. Like um, all of the wrapping paper was in the most luxurious wrap. It was like super expensive with these gigantic bows and uh we got so many presents and there were nine of us and so it was so incredible to have that experience every year and my my dad would get paid on the 21st of December I didn't know this until I was older but my dad would get paid on the 21st of December and my parents would go out and they would uh shop like mad people for about six hours and get everything for nine children. And then on Christmas Eve, they would wrap it all night. It would take them like all night long. Um, so they'd go to bed at like three or four in the morning and we would wake up at six or seven and uh, come to the tree that was just so magical. Where the day before there was like one present under the tree and you know, on Christmas morning, everything was there. So it was, it was so incredible and awe inspiring that I absolutely knew that just my parents alone couldn't do it. And that's why I bring this up is because they created something so amazing and magical and they did it every year and they did it no matter what, you know, no matter if my dad had only gotten like five hours of overtime, so they, their budget was super small. It didn't matter. They always figured out how to create this amazing experience for us. Uh, and so I, I absolutely believed in magic and I believed in Santa Claus and I believed in creation. Um, and so in kind of talking about that today, um, that's why we're, uh, there's just some awesome key elements to, uh, to creation that I think my mom and dad did really almost organically. They didn't even know what they were doing. And so, um, in talking about how do you create, um, you know, I think today we're going to talk about that and talk about kind of how do you create even in the midst of a time and a place where you don't think it's even possible. Is that what we're talking about today, hon? I think so, sweetie. <laughs> but I, I kind of, like, I want to say something about your story because I think that there's, like, a couple of really interesting things. Well, first of all, <laughs> it's it, I think it's so amazing that because your parents were so poor in the rest of the year, like, you guys, like, gosh, didn't even have enough to eat a lot of times. And then all of a sudden, there's this, like, oh, at Christmas, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, um, no wonder you believed in Santa Claus. Like, mm -hmm. my, there's no way my parents could do this, right? And mm -hmm. um, and I think that, um, but there's something really magical about that. And also something kind of, like, uh, something to point to in that. Like, it's like the one place your parents believed they could create, right? Mm -hmm. But they can't create anywhere else, right? It's like... Only Christmas. And so how many of, how many of those do we have? You know, I was, uh, um, at an event with Corey Michelle the other night and she's saying like, yeah, she believed that she had parking karma. Right. And it's like she knew no matter where she was, no matter what event she was going to, there was going to be a car at the front. Right. She knew it. It was like a trust, a knowing. And your parents knew that no matter what, they were going to create Christmas. And how many of us 
And, you know, just the audience that's listening right now, I'd like you to just kind of look and see. It's like, oh, yeah, I trust myself to create here. Like, I know I can create tons of friends. I know I can create tons of laughter. I know I can create events. I know I can create money. I know I can create relationships, whatever it is. I know I can create a project. But where have you made that the sum total of what you can create? And, and, and no more, right? And so, like, looking at your parents' story, I think that there's something that's very fundamental to creation in the story, and then they put a cap on it, right? So they had this desire, right? It's like the whole year was hard and a struggle and everything else, but they wanted to provide a Christmas for you guys that was magical, that was beyond anything that you experience day to day. And so the desire was the beginning of the energy formation of creation for them. And and they knew no matter what that they were going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was it was really spearheaded by my mom. And she is such a very tenacious person just in who she is. And she she actually has, is such a hard worker, too. And so um, kind of that combination of, like, I desire this and whatever it takes, like, I'm going to create this. And so, you know, in talking about that, that was the first energy. It's just like, no matter what, this is happening. Um, and then she really didn't even know how. She had no idea how. Um, she just trusted. And, you know, for her, that trust was really in God, you know, it was in her faith. Um, and so she would, she would literally just pray and say, Hey, I don't, I don't know how this is going to happen. I have no idea if we're going to have enough money. Um, but this is what I want to create and this is what I want to do for my family. And so she just trusted and had faith that it was going to happen. And, and that, you know, each one of us gets to, uh, tune into what we can trust and what we can have faith in, whether that's a higher power or whether that's for ourselves. Um, but a lot of times in the creation process, you really don't know how. And sometimes even just trying to get into the how actually uh, prevents your creation. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was actually an amazing thing for her to just have this desire and whatever it takes attitude and combine that with faith, right? So let's take those three elements out, right? Desire, whatever it takes, especially for the big stuff, guys. You know, if you want to start a nonprofit, if you want to create a business, if you want to create like quadrupling your income, like just being like a little bit in and going, well, I'll try. And if I don't, if I like the results, I'll keep going. Like that's that that's actually not creating, and what that is is what I call that is limbo. That's one foot in and one foot out, and the foot out creates a leak in in the energy container because in all of creation starts with energy. Everything begins in the energetic form first. Everything, every piece of matter on this planet is energy and begin with an energetic. It could have been an idea. It could have been a desire. It could have been whatever before it was formed into something physical. And so everything starts with energy. And then we have to create a container. We got to get all in. It's like in order to bring energy to our creations, which is what's required 
to, to put anything out into the world is an energetic attention and focus and energy, a generative energy. And then if I'm all in, if I'm in that, okay, whatever takes you, I'm doing this. I'm going. And maybe the listeners can think about like one was a time that you absolutely knew in every cell of your being, you didn't freaking know how, but you were gonna, right? That's the energy of pure creation. And as Suzanne said, the how actually takes us into the left brain and it actually pulls us out of the energy of creation because for most really cool shit, guys, you don't have a freaking clue how. You really don't. And even if you think you do, that stuff changes. And especially as people get what I've seen being a coach for 20 years is that people like get so stuck in the how and if the because they've become so clear about how it's going to happen, that if it tries to show up any other way, they're close to it. And so they're so stuck in their how that they actually can't receive from the universe. They can't receive um, the universe's idea of the how. And that's what's really cool about your mom and the faith bit. Like, she, you know, she did it through, you know, God and religion and all. But it's like, you know, for those of you who are like, all right, well, I don't believe in that. Well, believe in you. Believe in the universe. Like, just kind of tune into this. The universe has your back. Like, just kind of feel into that. You know, most if you're listening to the show, um, you have some kind of device that got you to the show, like a phone, a computer, a whatever. Like, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you're not out on the desert with um, not having eaten or drinking for 30 days. Like, you're, you are in creation. The universe does have your back. And so it's like really like, okay, universe, what do you have for me? But it's like we get so controlling and we want to have all the pieces and parts. So here's the two things not to do in creation, guys. Conclude and judge. And the how-to has is full of conclusions and judgments, which is why it gets in the way. Anything you want to create is always about the want to. It's always about the desire. It's never about the how-to. The how-to shows up as you're walking the path, as you're following the breadcrumbs of like, oh, how about this? What else is next? What else can I do? And you're out there playing and moving and, and, and creating all the bits and pieces. And all of a sudden, something comes, a meteor comes <laughs> of energy, information, inspiration about uh, another vehicle you can take for this project. So that is really the generative energy of creation is its energy and its desire and it's whatever it takes. And it's that learning how to trust and play in the universe and with the molecules in the universe. Yeah. And what I'd like to say about that as far as like it's never the way you think it's going to look. And so being open to that process um, because uh, you know, Megan and I a few months ago were talking about how next year we are going to launch like a brand together and that we're going to do way more things together. Um, and so we, it was one day where we were like so jazzed up and we were totally excited and we were throwing out all of these ideas and we were in those beginning uh, phases of creation, right? Of like feeling the energy of it and getting excited and all that kind of stuff, right? And, you know, promptly what happened is that we both got in our shit. Like we totally <laughs> started um, going back to really, really old patterns 
like in ourselves, but also um, sometimes with each other in our relationships. So, you know, we're, we're all of a sudden we're in these arguments that we haven't experienced for years. And we're looking, I'm looking at her going, what is this? What is going on? What is happening? Like this is crazy. Um, and, you know, and what's awesome is that we have the tools and we can ask a lot of questions and get to some awareness. But it was like we both kind of looked at each other and we said, well, hey, we're totally up leveling with regards to our business and our relationship. And so anything that doesn't support that, any kind of heavy energy or old stuff that's not going to support that new way is going to come up to clear. So here we are thinking, oh my gosh, we're on our way to this amazing creation. And then we, it's like we hit kind of this, this wall. Um, and it feels really yucky and really heavy. And it doesn't feel or look at first glance like it's actually in process to our creation. Right, mm-hmm. darling? Mm-hmm. Yes, dear. So, <laughs> Um, and I think this is there's a there's a question in the chat room. How do we know we have one foot in and one foot out? And I think that for me, how I know, and this relates to what you're talking about, is if something comes up and I'm in my head, I'm going, maybe we shouldn't do this. Right. That's me. That's an indication that I'm not all in. If I'm all in and something comes up, I'm like, OK, how what else is possible here? You know, how can we solve this? How can we, you know, how can we find resolution with clarity and ease? Like, I'm asking questions. I'm leaning in. If shit comes up and I lean out, then there's actually an out. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's a place where we can say, okay. That, and that's where, and it's okay, guys, because we're so used to, we're, a lot of us have lost our trust in creation. We've lost our trust in the universe. We've lost our trust in ourselves. We've lost trust in our partners and in other people, right? And so we are practicing getting all in. We are practicing being all in. Um, and so when you notice that that's what's happening, when you're, when you're launching something and you're building something and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like that's a really, <laughs> that's a really good sign. You got a foot somewhere that ain't in. And so just saying to yourself, okay, wow, cool. Like, do I still want this? Do I still desire this? Is this still something I, I truly want? Like, go back to when you chose into it, right? And then ask the question, hey, what will it take for me to create this? You know, what will it take for me to get my feet in? What will it take for me to step all the way in and everything that doesn't allow that, uncreate and destroy that? And, um, the other thing I want to say to that, guys, and this is like a little bit off topic, but if you're not, haven't chosen into your life fully and living, creation is going to be really tough. So sometimes the foot out is actually in life. Like some of us, a lot of people are walking around going, yeah, this doesn't work out. I'm out. You know, like we've, we've got the plan B in place. So having in your mind, having plan B's and plan C's is also indication that you have some energy out. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I think it's time for break because we've kind of we do this thing where we throw a whole bunch of stuff at people. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're like here, here, and here, and here, and here, and here. So maybe we can let them integrate and process that for a minute. Okay. So why don't? Okay. So I have an assignment for our listeners. Yeah. When we go to break, 
What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to think about something you've been wanting to create and let yourself feel the energy of it in your body. And then we're going to do an exercise on creation when we come back. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird with Megan and Suzanne. And I left you guys really feeling into the energy of something that you wanted to create. Now, now that you're doing that, I want you to imagine that your body has sort of a magnetic energy, a magnetic field, and it can begin to pull energy from wherever it is in the universe. It can begin to pull energy into this creation, like start building the energy of it. You know, build the field and they will come is a whole, is, is about energy, actually. And it's like building that energy. It doesn't mean, oh, go do something and hope people show up. 
It really means building a thing, putting your whole self into it, allowing that energy to build. So feel that energy, pull it from the earth, pull it from the universe, pull it from the 7 billion people on this planet and let it come into you. Let it come into your body. Cool. Now, I want you to start asking a couple of questions and just say, hey, universe, what will it take to create this? And just notice, say it in curiosity, not expecting an answer, not expecting a how-to, but just in wonder. Hey, universe, gosh, what will it take to create this? And feel the energy of that. Feel what that feels like in your body. Now ask the question, what can I be or do today to move forward this creation right away? And just notice how that feels. Notice how it shows up in your field. So I have some more parts to build on this through the show. But I want to I wanna, um, just kind of point out, like, I asked you, what do you desire to create? I asked you to feel the energy of it. I asked you to pull and build the energy. It's called, that's called generation. That's called the generation process is the first thing we do when anything wants to be created is we have to generate energy for it. We have to generate the desire for it. And then asking questions, right? And and it doesn't, I mean, we could actually ask questions. If you don't know what you want to create, then you would actually start with questions. Hey, universe, will be fun for me to create. Hey, well, you know, what could I create that would bring aliveness and life-changing energy to my life and living, right? So we could start with a question, but I want to talk about, because question, in the world of creation, question is the magic wand. Question is that thing that actually goes out into the universe, and the universe begins to organize itself in our behalf. And that is one of the most powerful tools. Like, we, we gave Santa Claus a magic wand in our promo for a reason. <laughs> We did. It was totally on purpose. <laughs> yes. And I I want to talk a little bit out because a lot of people kind of coming from the, um, the, the secret and things like that, they kind of started building energy through affirmation, which, guys, it's way better than building it through negation, for sure, like to affirm. If you've been in the negative thinking process and it's like you know you got to get your brain in a different place, doing something positive or, or having a mantra, and there's a, a mantra in Access that I really love called All of Life Comes to Me with Ease, Joy, and Glory. I think that there's something about that mantra that just kind of calms my <laughs> calms my cells, calms my nervous system. I say that probably five to ten times a day. All of life comes to me in ease, joy, and glory. So that is a form of building, but but one of the um, limitations of affirmation is that it is also a conclusion, right? It's, I want this. <laughs> and, it, and it actually, it can start creation, but it can also stop creation. And so what happens with the question is we really begin to step into a dance with the universe to orchestrate and organize and reorganize something that it may even be beyond what we could imagine for ourselves right now that the universe knows we're ready for. And so question keeps us in creation because remember, as soon as you go to conclusion, as soon as you go to any kind of judgment, you stop creation. Creation just stops dead in its tracks. So question is a way to keep that energy open. 
You know, I'd also really like to talk about, you know, you talked about affirmations as, you know, uh, something that we bought into, you know, many years ago, um, and that it might not be the ultimate creation tool, you know, like for some people, I think that it works. It's kind of like a, a, you know, horse and buggy type of tool. Um, but I also want to just debunk some of the other lies about creation um, before we get too far into this, because I know for me, um, I didn't even used to think I was a creator. You know, like, I, I didn't even recognize that that's what I do. And that's what I did. I mean, because the truth is, we're all creators, we're creating our life every moment. But I never recognized or uh, aligned with that that for me. I always considered myself a hard worker. I didn't really consider myself a creator. Like I, you know, for many years, I I considered myself a survivor, not a creator. So you know, yeah. I, could we talk about like the lies that we tell ourselves around this? Wow, cool. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I. I do creation recovery as a coach. I have so many people come in and, and have big dreams or whatever. And for whatever reason, they don't trust themselves, whether they're like me and they have 18,000 ideas a second and can't actually implement all of those. So they go, well, I, if I can't create them all, I'm not creating anything. Or maybe they tried something and it didn't turn out like they thought. Um, or they've, as you're talking about, have been living in such a survival state that they're in, and, and this kind of is a follow-up to last week's show, is that what that is, is living in reaction. I'll let, I'll let my life tell me what I'm capable of creating based on what's happening. So, man, you want to be like uh, a pinball machine? You want to be a ball in a, in a machine getting bonked all over the place? Try to create your life from reaction. Just react to everything that's happening in your life. <laughs> you know, and um, so it's, it really is like uh, a cultivation, but but what I would tell people is go back, go back to when you were a little kid, right? It's like you made stuff up all the time in every moment, and and as you made it up, you went about. There was like almost no space between being and doing, right? It's like. You know, it's like a little kid is like, um, you know, outside and, and they're doing some gyration or whatever. And you, hey, what are you doing? It's like, I'm a firefighter and I'm putting out fires, right? And it's like, like they're creating every second, every moment. They don't go, oh, wow, gosh, I don't know if I can trust climbing this tree. Ah, shit, let me see. Like, I don't know if I, I, I haven't worked out very much lately. Have you ever seen a five-year-old do this? No, they climb the freaking tree. They, they jump in the pond. They like they test. They test, and that's something. When 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 we were talking about faith earlier, I wanted to add this piece in because it's not about blind faith. It's not about blind trust, or it's like not about oh, I have to trust it, then I can create it. A true creator tests. They, there's an intimate. There's some kind of trust there. Like when I jumped out of the airplane, like you know, I didn't know for sure that I was gonna that I was gonna live. But I was pretty sure I wouldn't have jumped, but I wanted to test it, right? And so that that energy of testing creation and go back, like, you know, when you believed in Santa Claus, 
you were a creator. You were making stuff up and making it happen. And, you know, I think about you, Suzanne, and like sort of the lack of resources that you grew up in. And yet, you know, like you went out and had adventures outside the house at four and five years old. Now we can look at that and go, oh, that was kind of dangerous. But like you were always okay. You always got home. You always ended up where you needed to end up, right? It's that we forget that we are creators, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's like kind of going back to that childhood, to that magical time and going, yeah, like I just did stuff. And as adults, you know, we get smacked around a little bit and we stop trusting that, stop, and worse, we stop testing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting, Rioa, in the chat room. And by the way, if you guys aren't in the chat room, come and hang out with us. Go to a to zen.fm and click the chat room and uh, come behind the scenes. But Rioa says, I was the kid always weighing the consequences. If I do that, this will happen or could happen. So she was she says that she's actually more five now. Um, and I think that's a really interesting comment because for some of us, you know, me included, I grew up really fast and there was a lot of stuff going on in my family dynam- dynamics that um, that so that I didn't feel very kid-like. Um, and so what would you say to people that, kind of lost that innocence maybe really early or or maybe their expression looks differently than the, you know, going outside and playing with the imagination of the fire truck. What would you say to those people? What I would say is that, you know, we're talking about five. So, like, by the time she gets five, she'd already gone into survival mode, right? So some of us, what I would say is that, before that happened, there was probably something in her, whether it's like uh, an imaginary friend or something that was being created in her world before she got into the conclusion that she had to sort of like fight for life, you know. Um, but but in terms of like this exercise and remembering, it might be hard to remember when we were in pure creation. We may not have a memory of when we're three. What I would say is, is that we, almost everybody has something in their life, kind of like we're back to the parking karma thing, right? Where they just do it and it's easy for them. And people go, wow, I can't believe you did that. And you're like, that old thing, that was easy. And and what it sounds like to me, because Rio, Rio said she's more five now. So mm-hmm. what that sounds like to me is that she's cultivated that. She's allowed, she's done work to open up and give herself access to her being that actually creates that five-year-old experience. So that would be the thing is like, like, you know, really listening to shows like this, really getting underneath and clearing the stuff that feels heavy about creating because any of that, any heaviness you have around creation is a lie. And so what I would say is that if you don't have that memory of childhood there being this fun creative element to it that i would say like look at your life and and look at two or three of your peak experiences and and really replay them really slowly like who are you in that peak experience you can take any cool experience that you've had that was like oh my god that was the best day ever and you can freeze frame it and go 
Who am I in this experience? How am I showing up? How am I being? What, what's happening here? There's a lightness here that points in the direction of who you truly be. And so for some of us, we can maybe remember that and, and come back to it and reclaim it. And for others of us, we actually just have to take the shackles of all that conclusion and constriction and heaviness off of our creative spirit. We have to free up that creative spirit again. Yeah, and you know, I totally relate to this because by the time, I mean, by the time I was like 11 or 12, I was uh, taking care of all my younger siblings and I was cooking dinner and I was cleaning and I was really like the mom um, in my family. And I was super serious and very uh, not kid-like at all. And so when I started my inner work process, I didn't know how to play. I didn't know how to go into imagination. Um, I was just very like analytical and straightforward and realistic and um, very like step by step. And I, I really didn't have a lot of uh, play in me actually anymore. Um, so for me and kind of recapturing maybe my two-year-old or three-year-old, I actually started going to the park and playing on the um, the playground, like going down the slide and uh, swinging and running around. It was super fun to like just start to open up to just play again and imagination again. And so that might be something that you guys, if you're if you're resonating with this idea of like how do I capture my child self and that creator and that uh, imagination and play that I once was or once had, you know, um, that might be an idea too because it opened up a whole new world for me. You know, even when my kids would go and I would take them to the park, I really would not play with them. I was one of those moms that would sit on the bench and just be like, oh, good, they're having fun. Um, but I didn't actually really play with them. I didn't really know how. So, um, so in, in kind of opening up to my little kid, it was it, it was super fun, and I found that I really did have that energy. It was just hidden behind underneath a whole bunch of stuff. I just had this thought for people, like a, just a tool for people that find themselves on, on on your side of the camp here. Like, what if every day for the next 30 days, you said, what would be fun for me today? Mm-hmm. And you started following your fun. You started following the play. Now, that may sound very trite to people. That may actually trigger some people. Um, but when you follow fun, when you follow, it's another way of saying follow lightness. Mm-hmm. What you will begin to uncover are aspects of your being, of the lightness in you, of the divine direction that is part of who you truly be. And by following fun, you're going to start to see um, uh, connections of things and, and similarities of things that's like, oh, wow. If I really, like one of my questions that I would ask in my genius coaching sessions was um, like, what have you always been doing and being that you don't know you've always been being and doing, right? 
And, and like when I go back, it's like I have always, from the time I could think, I was asking questions about how the universe worked, even at four and five years old. Like I was sitting in a tree going, huh, who's God? Who's God's God? Well, who's the first God? Well, doesn't he have to have a God? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> these were the kinds of questions I was asking. I have always been in the question of how does the universe work? And I am the perpetual student. I just, that is, has always been a legacy of who I've been, right? And mm -hmm. those kinds of things can point us in the direction of what we're creating and what we're here to create. Following the fun is not like some trite thing. That will take you to the goal, to the truth of your being. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We're going on break. Okay. So <laughs> when we come back from break, we're going to take part two. So mm -hmm. you know what you want to create? You're asking questions. What next? Come on back. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true, synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. 
You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. I am Megan Silito and my co-host, Suzanne Stoffer, and we are talking about creation, my favorite topic. Oh, my gosh, it is your favorite topic. It really is. It really is. And it's like, okay, so just so you guys know, I could talk about this and all the intricacies of this for like 3,000 hours. Mm -hmm. And I probably studied it for 20,000 hours. Mm -hmm. And it's just, oh, my gosh, I just love like that process of creation, the process of liberating people's into creation because I think people have you know we we're talking about the lies of creation earlier and I think that that there's the lies of like oh like money doesn't grow on trees and stuff like that and I think that's really a funny one because like money is actually made from trees and the paper and all of that so <laughs> money does grow on trees everybody that was a lie so <laughs> or or that resources are finite right mm-hmm. all of these lies that we bought um, but then there's the internal lies that like, and you talked about this earlier, which is that I'm not a creator, uh, you know, I'm a, and I think yours would have been what? Like, how did you see yourself? You didn't see yourself as a creator. What did you see yourself as? I saw myself as a worker, as a hard worker. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I saw myself as a survivor. I saw myself as just getting through, getting by, you know, for a number of years. Um, I really, I bought into my whole genealogical line that, you know, you work your fingers to the bone, you get ahead eventually, um, you, you know, you just, you just figure out whatever happens to you, you know, like all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's a super common way of looking at life. Like I'm just, I'm just kind of bouncing off things that are happening to me and trying to get through and get by. Um, And even in my work, you know, like, I I worked for another um I worked for a CPA firm for a number of years but like it was like oh I have to you know put in this many hours or you know it's like I just was reacting to my environment a lot and so that's I mean that's what I love so much about Megan is that she's been in this conversation for so long and we do this even now I find myself subtly um, being in reaction and not creation. Um, and so there's always room to grow with your creator process in like, how are you creating your body? You know, like, are you just reacting to what's happening in your body or are you are, are you being proactive with creation with regards to you, your body? Are you reacting in your relationships or are you um, being a creator, you know, with your business or or career um, are you just kind of rolling with the punches or are you actually being proactive in like, you know, what's true and really tuning into all of those ways in which you've bought, bought the lies? Um, you know, another big lie is that there's a limit to what you can create. That's a huge lie. Um, you know, like when I uh, when I reached uh, when I got really close to six figure income. I was like, well, this is awesome. Like, I've arrived, you know, like, cool. And Megan's like, I want to be a millionaire. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, babe, 
just be happy with what you've got, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, but I am happy with what I've got, but I also desire more, you know? So it's like, where are you capping yourself? Where are you saying, oh, there's a limit to what I can create? Like with our relationship, like we'll get into these juicy, amazing places and I'll be like, uh, I'll, I'll notice that I'll go into conclusion, like, wow, it can't get better than this. Like, it's so awesome. Like, and yet what's true is that we could always create more, always create more. So first of all, um, I need to do some clearing on that. What did you say? Isn't that enough for you? What was the phrase you used? Yeah. It brought up all this heaviness for me. <laughs> Can't you just be happy with what you've got? Oh, hello, mother, grandmother, great-great-grandmother. Okay, so for those of you who may be listening for the first time, we're going to do something called an energy clearing. And um, if we just sound like gibberish, you can go to theclearingstatement.com and learn what we're saying. But this actually changes things um, at the place that we created them. So um, everywhere that you're playing out, I should just be happy with what I have. Will you uncreate and destroy it? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And anywhere and everywhere, all the lies you've told yourself about who you are as a creator, that you're a worker, not a creator, that you're too little, that you don't know how, that other people are better, hooty, 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 hoo, and all that poo, can we uncreate and destroy that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. Anything you've misidentified and misapplied as creator that it isn't, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. What about so, if I try to create, I'll fail? Ooh, yes. Every, okay, beautiful. Okay, wherever you've galumped, and galump means throwing things together. So, so what you have to understand, I want to say something about this, though. Like, Failure, that can only be, that that exists because of a conclusion. I failed. Well, what happened with, was you started a class and only people came. You're the one calling it failure. <laughs> Instead of going, oh, what else is possible? I got two people. Awesome. What else? Right? So failure actually is a lie because it's a conclusion. And it's like so many people, they get on the field. And it's the first quarter and there's two minutes into the first quarter and they go, I failed. And they walk off the field. Well, <laughs> if you walk off the field before the end of the game, of course you have. Right. And so like, I, I like, yeah. So everywhere that you made all these conclusions about your creation before you actually allowed it to breathe, before you gave it a chance. Well, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pot, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. Or everywhere that you're creating small because you're afraid of failure. So you're not actually willing to step up and create big. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what big creation have you been avoiding? Have you been pretending you can't create that if you would actually choose it, would expand your life and living so big you wouldn't recognize yourself? Everything that doesn't allow you to be, know, see, and perceive that, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Now, we only have a couple of minutes left, and I told people I'd give them the what's after the question. So oh, I yeah. Make sure that hurry, I hurry. Have, I know. <laughs> the pressure I, is on. 
I did 18 shows. Okay, so when you ask the question, then it's time to play follow the breadcrumbs game. It's time to feel the whispers. It's like when you ask a question and you're driving down the road and you go, gosh, I haven't talked to Kimberly for a while. You got to follow that. It may not make logical sense why you're calling who you're calling or why you're showing up. Like when I was first building my practice, I'd be like, oh, where do I want to go today? It'd be like the library, it'd be a coffee shop. And so if I was judging that, I could say, oh, Megan, you're procrastinating. You're not building your business. But I was following the energy. My first clients came from coffee shops and from having conversations with people because I love to, I'm curious about people. I love meeting people and I love coffee shops. So that was a great energy for me to connect and meet. That was my first networking meeting was the coffee shop, you know, and I, I really have not found a network meeting I like more at this point. So, you know, I'm just following the energy. So when you begin to ask questions, then you want to just be in what bubbles up and practice following what bubbles up, even if you don't know what it means, even if you don't know where it's going to take you, especially if it feels weird and unusual. Because if you're going to create something different, guys, it, you're going to have to do and be something different. And so the, the inspiration you get may not make sense to you, and hopefully it won't. Mm -hmm. The weirdest ones always turn out the best. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I've totally noticed that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the question that you can ask, another question that you can ask around recovering your creator is what can I be or do different today that would move this project forward right away, that would move this creation forward right away? Mm -hmm. And to be really like, because again, you have to be willing to be and do different. If you keep being and doing same, you will keep getting same. You'll keep sort of in that limitation game that you've been in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm so excited because we are still talking about creation next week. And um, we're going to be talking about the three amigos. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be super fun. So join in next week for more talk about creation. And you guys, if you are stuck, can you please contact Megan? Megan Silido, Megan Silido, I can't even say your name. Megan, Megan Silido.com. <laughs> You're still not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go do it. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life. <laughs>